Welcome to the podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So I'm sure because you've read the title to this episode, you'll understand uh, what I'm going to be talking about. And given the content and the topic, I just want to give a content warning. I'm going to be talking about adult themes. So if you're with your kids and all of that sort of stuff, maybe uh, give this one a miss until you're on your own. So the the topic, the title. Yes, I have written and released a book of erotica. I've called it Kink, Volume 1. And this is a book of 33 short stories and poems, all based around sex. Um, <laughs> it's... I wanted to sort of just sort of uh, break down the what and the why of um, of kink and let you know how it's going and how it's being received. I am going to do a follow-up to this episode with my partner, Maria, and she's going to sort of interview me and sort of talk about it from her perspective because she was the editor, um, helped me sort of read and go through and edit all of the short stories. So that one will be coming at some stage when we have the time to record and upload it. But let's have a little look. There's, Like I said, there's 33 short stories and poems. I want to read you the, the blurb of Kink, and I'm going to tell you some, some feedback that I've already gotten from it. So from the blurb, discover your hidden desires. Get ready to be enticed, aroused, and intrigued as you make your way through this collection of short fiction and poetry. Kink is erotica at its finest, an exploration of sexuality, relationships, and desire, blended with sharp social commentary on the nature of, of romantic connection in the modern world. It'll engage all of your senses. You'll find yourself both fantasizing and contemplating the various kinds of debauchery found within. No matter your kink, this book has something for you. So that's the blurb. That's what I tried to do. It's interesting when, when you, uh, when I find myself writing things, you know, like to have a piece of fiction or poetry that works, you want to have conflict. You want to have sort of the characters with goals and sex is an easy goal to have, you know, it's, it's primal. It's like hunger. So it enables the writing of interesting stories to sort of flow. What I hoped to do with Kink and what I think I've done is do a bit more than the average erotica. I've read, I've read a bit, but I find that it, it typical typical erotica reads like a bad porno. You know the cliche. It's like you can probably already picture it in your head. You know the the, the bad acting, the stupid setups, the the implausibility. I wanted to cut that and sort of fill the book with real people, you know, like I wanted my characters to be real. And I think for the most part, I've done that. And and interestingly, a lot of the feedback has come back suggesting that. I've had, I'm just sort of finding these, I'm going to read you a couple of um, sort of responses and tweets and stuff. So this was a tweet. And this person said, two of your hardest heart hitting things in your book are the poem, I want to see you and the story, how it started. How it started was a very similar situation to how I met my dom. That's, you know, the person, her dom, her domination, <laughs> um, and how his personality is. It brought back some amazing memories of why I fell in love with him. In the first place, he talked to me as a person, never once telling me what to do or sending things right off the bat. He caressed my mind and took his sweet time getting to know me, all of me, inside and out. He captured my mind and tamed the feral kitten that I was, making me his. And the sass and the jokes and the flirting throughout the story 
is all there and my partner loves it. But at a word, he knows that I'll drop to my knees and be obedient towards him. Sigh. Just thinking about our dynamic melts my heart with all the love I have for him. And so her, her review continues. With the poem, I want to see you. Ah, how many times have I heard him say those things, the gentle loving prods of freeing myself for him, the knowing for him, the knowing for him I will be because I love him and the effects it has on him, his pleasure being mine. Needless to say, I'm loving the book. So <laughs> I'm obviously, it, it, it's flattering to get uh, feedback because when, when you release a book, when I released this book, it's it's quite hard and quite confronting in the sense of, you know, I'm putting out erotica. I'm writing about sex and relationships and all of that sort of stuff. And it's, you know, the goal of my writing, I want to connect and I want people to connect to what I'm writing and I want it to sort of feel real. But obviously we're in a vacuum. You know, I, I write based on what I've experienced, what I've read and what I've observed and spoken to people, you know, so it's all filtered through my lens. But to have this person and since that review, a bunch of others basically saying like, oh, hey, you know, you're writing the words that caused me to fall in love with my partner. That's amazing to me. Now, got to address the elephant in the room. The, the, the topic is kink. It's sexuality. It's going into aspects of sex that are not so vanilla, that are not as accepted or not as talked about or not as just known. The, the, the interesting thing that happened, you know, I wrote this and my partner helped me edit it. And, you know, I pushed the boundaries of what I thought was acceptable uh, quite far. And she was <laughs> quite shocked, you know, being my partner and, you know, like, oh my God, look at, you know, look at the sort of the, the, <laughs> the smart that I'm putting out there. But I interestingly got back from people that are, you know, quote unquote, more into the community, more down the BDSM lifestyle than I am, that what I wrote was relatively vanilla. Now, when you read it, you'll see that it isn't vanilla, but if you're down that pathway, perhaps you will find it to be um, not as extreme as it could be. So this has taught me a couple of things. Number one, I need to trust my process and my method. I need to make sure that I'm not sort of holding back based on the perceived perceptions, because what I think and what Maria thinks, my partner thinks, who's, who's editing it, isn't the global understanding, obviously. Um, because, you know, like, so so that sort of leads to the next thing I'm going to be, and I already have started writing Kink Volume 2, so more, more stuff's coming out, and uh, that book will be a bit more extreme, a bit more explicit, um, and I'll, I'll sort of play a little bit more. I've already written a bunch for it, and I'm super excited for that one as well. But what I what I'm sort of realizing is that it's, it's very validating to be told like, hey, the things you're writing, that happened to me. You know, from a, from a sexual perspective, from a relationship perspective, it's incredible. I love it. But like I said, the content, the topics, what I write about is quite extreme, is quite intense comparative to, you know, the quote unquote normal vanilla lifestyle. I wanted to read, a, I want to read you a couple more things out that I've, that I've written and that, that have come about from writing kick. So another person tweeted at me saying that they very much liked one of the short stories saying, um, this one was for the short story in kink called Stimul Dose. And this is basically a short sci-fi, um, insert. 
And the person said, oh my god, that's a very hot and very cool idea too. Would you be opposed to me exploring the premise in a fanfic? With attribution to you, of course. It's a very inspiring concept. So <laughs> I'm um, quite flattered. That's the first time someone has ever uh, <laughs> asked me to do, if they can do a fanfic of my work. And hell yeah, please do. I responded by, by saying, like, yes, please respond. Do the fanfic. Let me know. Attrib- attribute it, you know, that you got the uh, inspiration from me. And let me know because I'm super curious and super keen. So, you know, open permission to everyone. If you read any of my short stories or anything I do, and decide to write some fan fiction, go ahead, um, send me send me what you write, and yeah, do the attribution, all of that good stuff. So once again, that was very flattering. I was super surprised to have that as a uh, thing sent. It's one of those things that you just don't quite expect to to have happen. I didn't expect to to have someone being like, "Hey, I liked your stuff so much, going to write fan fiction." At least not yet. Another person messaged um, saying that they loved the excerpt from Lucidity. So I'm starting a, and I'm going to talk about this in a couple of podcasts time. I've got a a new sort of epic fantasy series that I'm going to be releasing as a podcast and ongoing short stories, um, poems, all this sort of stuff called Lucidity. One of those short stories is in kink. Um, and this person really liked that. And they, they're, they're sort of super keen and excited to read the rest. If that's you and you've read Lucidity, I am working on it and more is coming. But once again, they they loved it. Um, blown away. I had another review on on uh, Amazon saying, once I started, I didn't stop. The short stories teased, the poetry well written. Each one hits something. It's something I can easily read over and over. And I've got a bunch more. I don't want to go into um, <laughs> just sort of talking about that. I want to sort of more because it feels feels gloating, but I am I am happy. I'm happy with the reception that's received. And it's, it's really interesting. I've got a joke with Maria being like, oh, <laughs> if, if kink is the thing that sort of goes quite big for me, then it's like, oh, hey, but, you know, look at all look at all Zach's other work. He does the meditation. He does the self-help. He does the mental health stuff. It's like, no, no, just write some more sex for me, please. <laughs> um, but either way, whatever ends up um, becoming popular, I'm okay because it will create a voice for all of my stuff. And I want to sort of dr- drill down and dress, dress that a little bit is that I think um, sexual expression, sexual freedom, sexuality is directly tied to mental health. What I mean by that is that if you are repressing yourself sexually, if you've got desires and dreams and goals and wishes and fantasies and all of that sort of stuff that aren't being fulfilled or even taken a step back, you don't accept. You know, so if you've got a divergent sexuality, if you're... Um, you've got, you know, gender, gender issues. If you've got fantasies that are being unfulfilled, if you're not being sexually satisfied in the relationship or relationships that you're in, you know, if there's an issue around sexuality in some capacity, it is going to impact your mental health. And further adding to that in the same way that mental illness is invisible, there's a invisible stigma-ish situation happening with sexuality. Sexuality is hard to talk about. It's hard to discuss. It's hard to accept. It's embarrassing. It's, it's you know, can be gross. It can be shameful, right? Depends on what your kinks are and all of that sort of stuff, of course. But if the more you diverge away from the norm, whatever the norm, you, whatever you perceive the norm to be, the potentially harder it is for you to accept yourself and what you're into. So I hope with kink to entertain, to get you to, I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope all of those sort of things. But more so, I hope that it starts a discussion 
because, <laughs> you know, being the author, obviously I've had, I've had a, um, quite a good response from people that I don't know, as in those reviews and all of those comments were written by people that have found me online. I am not, and I don't think I will bring up this book with people that I know in real life because it, it is quite embarrassing. That said, if people that I do know read it, and if someone is listening to this podcast, I welcome the discussion. It's obviously I'm putting it out there with my name on it. I didn't write it under a pseudonym or anything like that. But I'm basically saying like, hey, these are potential options. This is what some people enjoy. This is what people get off on. Just because, you know, like, like you know, for a start, don't kink shame, don't judge. And I want to talk a little bit more about that. But, you know, like you might find something in there that you didn't realize was an option. Or you might read something in there and be like, huh, okay, I actually am keen to try that. And, you know, like unless you sort of realize something's a thing, you might be unsatisfied and not even realizing it. You've got this sort of deep sense of uh, missing out. That's a possibility. So I open and, and welcome those discussions with people I know or with I don't know. But it is, there's obviously a level of embarrassment. It's like, hey, look what I'm, look, <laughs> this is, these are things that I'm thinking. And, and just to address that, I want to highlight that there's character scenarios, actions, events in this book that are not me. It'd be very easy to read a book like this and be like, oh, Zach thinks X because look at, look at this book that he wrote. But I want to just highlight what authors do because <laughs> I've had to, I've had, I've have had to have this discussion with a few people. A good author, you know, which I hope to be, <laughs> um, writes characters. Yeah. And those characters can't be a, a total expression of their personality. Because if it was, there would only be one possible character in that book. So a good author that has a book with multiple characters will present different points of view, different moralities, different desires, different dreams, different backstories, different histories. And how well the author does that, how well the author sets those up and pays them off and sort of shows you that these people are real people, the, the, the better they're writing. So, so given that, when you read through this book, some of the characters' actions are immoral. Some of the characters' actions are questionable. Some of the characters are doing sexual acts that I don't find satisfying myself. The point is, is that if you were to read this book, it would be untrue, unwise and untrue to think that everything you read is something that I'm into. Some of it might be, but a lot of it is me exploring stories and situations and characters. And that's just going to get more so the more I write. Because, you know, if I want to write an evil overlord and a righteous hero, they, they might be inspired by different aspects of myself, but neither of them are true to all of me. And in the same sort of style, the stories that I'm writing in kink and the poems that I'm writing in kink are me attempting to sort of check into to a more sort of global truth of, of human sexuality. And I think that some of the reviews that I've gotten from uh, from Kink have, have uh, quite shown that I'm, I'm hitting the mark in at least some of the short stories. I had an interesting thing. So as with, as with everything I do, I release everything I do for free. So I'm going to put a link down below and you can read all of Kink if you like, chapter by chapter. I have put it out as a paperback ebook and audio book. So if you want to listen to it, you can buy the audio book. If you want to own a copy, you want to support what I'm doing, you can. Um, but I put everything out there. And, and I said to people on my um, kink Instagram, I'm like, hey, if you've got a kink, let me know and I'll share 
a poem or a short story. It's something that you know, you'll enjoy. And <laughs> I'm going to do it again, of course, but I got a bunch of responders and about half of them, I realized I didn't have a short story that sort of specifically fit. And that inspired me to do part two, kink, kink volume two, which will give me access to more uh, more short stories with different kinks that will hopefully be able to satisfy those people. I had people responding with terminology, with phrases, with ideas, with desires that I didn't even know were a thing. I didn't understand the terminology. So I looked it up, researched it, and then I'm like hoping to write poetry or short fiction that encapsulates that kink. And that'll be fun. And I'm finding it fun. But the point is, is once again, it doesn't mean that I'm, it's me. It might be, but it might not be. So let's just be careful with that. Um, and in the same way with mental health and mental illness, just because you experience the world in one way doesn't mean everyone does. But opening the discussions is the key point here. And, and on that, I want to talk about just a little bit about um, kink shaming. There's this, there's this idea that, you know, this is my idea that I, I have this sort of idea that I don't, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you believe. I don't care how you express yourself, you know, normally or sexually or whatever, provided you've got consent and provided it's not hurting anyone, you know, either people involved or people that aren't involved. So it doesn't bother me if you sleep around, provided the people you're sleeping around with aren't getting hurt. And if those people have partners that their partners are on board, that doesn't bother me. It, I don't mind if you are into BDSM and BDSM on any side of that spectrum, provided you're getting consent and you're doing it ethically. You know, we're talking open and honest communications. I don't mind if you, whatever you're into, right? The key is consent. The key is to be um, open and honest about it and make sure we're not hurting people. So it's it's very easy, you know, once you sort of enter this community, um, which is what I'm discovering, that there's a whole variety of people that are into things that are quite outlandish. At least they come across that way at the start. But if you just keep in mind, as long as everyone's ethical, as long as everyone's consensual, as long as everyone's talking about it, it's just a bunch of consenting adults having fun. And when you when you come down to it, that's really all activities that we're doing. You know, this is just down a sexual path, so obviously a little bit more. Um, thought has to be put into getting and maintaining consent and safety. I, <laughs> um, but as you'll see in, in Kink, some of the characters aren't necessarily always following that. And I've, I've just written a story for Kink Volume 2 in which it's going to be called Probably Sleeping Beauty, um, in which a lady has a, a fantasy of um, sleeping with an unconscious man. And to set that situation up, there's some questionable actions that go into it. And you're sort of left to wonder if she is being ethical, if she's breaking the law, if she's doing the right thing. And, you know, I hope to sort of show the reader or let the reader decide that. And there's a bunch of those sort of stories in King Volume 1 that I've got as well. The final thing I want to suggest is I've added some little Easter eggs. The Some of the stories connect um, to each other and they sort of flow on from each other and I'll let you discover those as you do read along the point is is um, yeah like I said it's it's really interesting to write this the feedback has been phenomenal already and I hope to get more if if you do end up buying kink please do me a small favor and review it it really does help me with the algorithm gods on um, <laughs> wherever you're buying it from because it boosts it up and it lets people know that you know the book's good so if you do end up buying it by all means 
please do. If you do check it out and you do like it and you know other people that might like it, you know, send, send a little thing across. I found a lot of people are reading it with their partners. They're loving the um, the sort of joint reading. Sort of like, you know, in the same way you might watch porn together, you could read some erotica together. So that's pretty fun too. I've The final thing I want to share with you is I've had a, uh, a couple of people now read out some of my poems. They've decided to um, take it upon themselves to read and sort of uh, get creative with my work, which I found quite um, <laughs> quite flattering as well. And I've realized that the way that I would read it out myself, um, there's many different ways to interpret art. There's many different ways to, to perform art. So it's really cool to hear people performing my poetry. So if you read it, if you like it, if you do it, by all means, um, <laughs> share it with me, tag me so I see it. Because a lot of times people post stuff, but they don't tag. And then I'm like, we'll discover it weeks or months later. If you tag me, I'll see it. But yeah, like I said, Kink Volume 1 out now as a paperback, ebook, and audio book, if you're interested. Um, there's a link in the show notes and you can read the, chap- read the book chapter by chapter online for free right now. And like I said, I'm going to be doing a- another follow-up podcast of this one with my partner, Maria. Um, where she'll be sort of interviewing me and we'll be talking about the process of writing and all that sort of stuff. But without any more ado, um, yeah, check it out if you're keen. Cheers.